In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain. I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about... Haunted hospitals. It sure is. There's no introduction today. Because it's... There's a saying that I'm looking for and I can't quite find it. As you read in the title. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to leave that because I'll be here for like 20 minutes (laughs) trying to figure out what the saying is. No introduction here. Because... uh, Also because we're away. So we're just going for the stories today, this week. I've got three stories to share, all around haunted hospitals. Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. I work in a hospital as a nurse. I was on a row of nights, which I dread. I ended up having five patients, two of which were under care for cancer. There are two events in here from two separate nights. One. The night started normally as I assessed and passed meds to the patients and did my charting and other night duties, stocking and other stuff. Just around 11pm, one of my palliative patients started ringing, complaining that there was a kid running into the room laughing and playing when they should be in bed. I checked the room to make sure there was no one in the room and reassured him that there were no children in the hospital area where we were in. I made him comfortable and left the room. He rang again. I went back into the room to see what he rang for. Agitated, he said that he was looking to rest comfortably and that people should keep their children under control and not let them jump up on his bed playing and laughing. 
This time, I got the chills. But again, I reassured him that there were no children, since it wasn't the paediatric ward. I told him that I would bring him a sleeping pill to help him fall asleep, but that I would be a few minutes. I started walking back towards the desk and medication room to grab the sleeping pill. A bell rang. I turned around and saw that the indicator above his door was flashing. Slightly annoyed, I walked back to his room. He was agitated in his bed and I asked him what was wrong. He again complained about this kid. He said he was just in here again. I leaned over the bed and calmly explained, There are no children in this hospital. You need to get some rest. He replied loudly, He is standing standing right behind behind you. you. I stood straight up instantly and slowly turned around. Creeped out, I turned to face the patient and before I could speak, he says, he ran into the closet, referring to the lockers where patients can store items. I slowly opened the locker and saw that his jacket was swinging but no one was there. I turned and said, there's no one in here. I rushed into the med room to give him a sleeping pill. Number two. This will be a short one. I came out of one of my patient rooms and was sanitising my hands but facing the wall. As I was rubbing my hands together, I noticed a shadow of something walk out of the room next door and it walked into the room across from it as I turned to see. I went into the room where it walked into I asked the patient, which was not mine, if anyone came into the room. She replied, no, No, no. but with a shaky voice. I checked the room to make sure there was no one in there. I left that room and went into the room where it came from. I looked around, but no one was in there. I checked the patient, again not assigned to me, and found that he died. He was palliative. I walked out of the room immediately to inform the nurse who had the patient die. She asked me to come with her to check the patient because she'd been having creepy vibes every time she went in there. I agreed and we went. She did the assessment where you listened for a full minute. When she was done, we heard knocking on the wall. She said, see, it's creepy. Didn't think anything of it until she said... We're on the fourth floor, and on the other side of that wall is the outside of the building. We quickly left the room. Four of us went in to shroud the body. Interesting to see children playing around, well, I mean ghost children, which they quite obviously were, in a hospital. It's not the first, I mean, we've got another story about this kind of thing as well coming today. Um... What do you think? What do you think they're doing there? What do you think they are? What, the kids playing around? Yeah. Um... Just being there to annoy. Do you know what I thought? Imagine that the person actually really looked and realised that he was one of those children. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know? Oh, imagine, like, seeing yourself, like, years ago, like some crazy time warp. Some kind yeah. of glitch. That would be I just, awful. I just wouldn't believe what was happening. No. I'd be like, yeah, please knock me out. Give me some sleeping tablets. I'd and... just be like, I'd be trying to wake myself up, in it, mm. Like stab a fork in my hand or something. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> bit extreme, but I, I kind of, I, I wouldn't be trying to wake myself up. I'd be trying to put myself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, or just, yeah, knock yourself out and mm, then slam the door on my head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the shadowy figure sounds like a psychopomp coming to visit as the person passed away afterwards. I think it was um, a death angel. Yeah. By the sound of it. Right, are you ready for the second scary story? Yes, I am. It happened nearly a year ago. At a time that was the happiest time of my life. The birth of my twin daughters. It was also a time that still gives me chills just thinking about it. It's probably best to explain everything from the beginning. So gratefully, before Covid really took a grasp on England, I was thankfully allowed to stay with my new family in hospital for the length of time we were there. As expected, my daughters were premature. They were delivered by emergency C-section, which meant my girls and my partner had to stay in for a few days to ensure they were putting on weight and ensuring that my partner was recovering well. Now before their birth, my partner was admitted to the hospital a couple of weeks before and was placed in a room of her own. I wasn't allowed to stay at this point. And while she was unpacking her bag, a little girl was eerily stood in her doorway. My partner saw her, although a little apprehensive, said hi. The little girl smiled and then ran off. This seemed pretty normal at first, until she realised it was late. It was about 10pm. My partner sent me a text message saying who lets their kids roam around the hospital wards at this time. However, she gave it the benefit of the doubt. This was just the first unexplainable encounter that started before I even arrived. Fast forward a couple of weeks to about three days after my girls were born and I was ready for bed again around 10pm-ish. My partner, shocked, suddenly says, Hi again. again. As I turned around, the little girl smiled at our girls, then turned and ran off again. Me and my partner both came to a decision that the child must be staying with one of the other mothers in another room. I had my doubts in honesty, as I'd been there three days and hadn't seen her once, but ignored it as a lot had happened and I probably didn't pay much attention, but something felt off. I didn't say much to my partner. She had enough going on, as she received quite a bad infection. But I felt uneasy. Eyes always on me. I didn't feel right. A couple of days later, we had to move rooms, within the same ward, as my girls were discharged, but my partner had to remain in due to the infection. Oddly, it was the same room my partner had to stay in previously when she was admitted before she gave birth. That night was the strangest night of my life. We were both stressed, both wanted to take our girls and go home, but this infection was getting worse and we prepared to stay in for the long haul. The night started off with my partner seeing the little girl again, albeit I didn't see her this time as I was in the kitchen area but my partner told me that something wasn't right with this little girl 
and she was staring blankly out the window. Also, I didn't come across the girl at all as I came back from the kitchen area, which freaked me out when my partner said she saw her again. Second, the privacy curtain we had drawn kept moving, like there was a strong breeze coming through. Only every now and again, not constant, which in my eyes made it more unusual. I checked around and no window was open. Our room door was shut, and if you've ever visited that particular ward before, you know there is no draft coming from that corridor at all, as they need to keep the temperature relatively high. So my partner took some medication to help her with the pain, and she fell asleep. So I decided to go and have a shower and brush my teeth before going to sleep myself. Now please bear this in mind before I proceed to explain the next part. My partner had to lie flat on her back due to the pain caused by the infection. She could barely move and certainly not quickly. Anyway, my partner does sleep talk and whilst I was brushing my teeth, I heard her murmur, Yes, Yes, nurse, nurse, if you're sure, sure. and a couple of other responses. I was a little freaked out, but no nurse had come into the room. And even if they managed to sneak in, they would have had to walk past the bathroom door, which was open, so I could listen out for the girls. And I would have seen them walk past. I decided to ignore her and put it down to a mix of her medication and sleep talking. I finished up in the bathroom and walked in to find that the previously closed privacy curtain was now wide open. The room was cold and the most alarming thing was my partner was now lying on her side, completely tucked in. This might not seem unusual, but I had to help her sit up, and her flipping over without any commotion was simply not possible. Also, hospital beds are not quiet. You hear every movement. That's ignoring the fact that she was tucked in too. I immediately rushed over to her and attempted to wake her up, and asked her how she managed to get into that position. And she sleepily replied, the nurse nurse did it. it. At this point, I was completely confused, but also concerned. What the hell was going on? Either way, I obviously stated that there was no nurse in the room and hadn't been for quite some time. After a couple of minutes of my partner trying to explain what nurse it was, whilst trying to stay awake, she fully opened her eyes and angrily snapped at me. The one with the hat. At that point, she'd completely woke up, and you could see that it dawned on her that what she had saw and interacted with wasn't a nurse of 2020. My partner described what she looked like, even little details like black marks on her apron, to what actually happened and what was discussed. This nurse had explained that the pain would be eased by lying on her side, but this actually caused the wound to be irritated and caused it to bleed due to her positioning. We were both pretty shook up as it was completely surreal. I called in an actual nurse and explained what just happened and she dismissed it, explaining that it was probably the medication. I did speak to another nurse and she didn't really want to say much but said she wasn't surprised. Although we were there for a couple of nights longer, I personally didn't experience anything else. But something to this very day doesn't sit right with me still. It's also worth mentioning my partner saw that little girl every night in the doorway 
and as she left the ward. I didn't know this until she told me a few weeks ago. She then went on to tell me about another girl she sees, not as pleasant as the one from the hospital. One who she's been seeing since she was a young teenager, but that's for another day. That sounds like one of those nurses of death. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah. But there's a name for it. <laughs> God, my brain isn't working well today at all. It's because I've got so much to do. That's what I'm blaming it on. And yeah. the menopause, obviously. Because that's what I blame everything on. Um, That sounds like a demonic nurse trying to move her like that, trying to kill her. Yeah. And the, the other nurse that, you know... She didn't have a lot to say about it, but she wasn't surprised. So they obviously had encounters with that entity before. Yeah. And what was the girl doing? Oh, it's just so many questions. Do you know when I gave birth to Maisie? Yeah. The first night, I saw a ghost. Is it? Yeah. Well, because I had, like... You know about my friends who all died in a helicopter? Yeah. Now, one of them was, was named Jason... And he was, like, one of my really close friends. We used to love horror. We used to watch horror films. Um, But then I was going out with his best friend. Like you do. We all swapped around. You know? Teenagers. Um, And it was John's best friend, Maisie's dad. And Jason came up to the little crib thing, looked at her, looked at me, and then smiled and disappeared. Is it? Yeah. As if to say, oh, well done. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. I'll never forget it because he still had on the same. He used to wear like a lumber, lumberjack shirt and he was wearing a lumberjack shirt. Came over. And it would have been the last thing I was thinking about because I was all in awe of this new little baby, you know. Mm. He, I think he came to visit. Yeah. Which, which was lovely. Better than a creepy girl. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, are you ready for the third and final story? Yes, I am. Night shift at the county jail. Let me start this by saying I'm not a storyteller and I'm on mobile. I was a jail nurse for about three years in a correctional facility that housed approximately 1,300 inmates. Loved the job. Would have stayed longer, but administration sucked. But that's another story. Anyway, I work night shift and have had some creepy stuff happen that just couldn't be rationally explained. I worked both booking and infirmary, but the majority of the incidents occurred in the infirmary. Okay, so I was there maybe a month. Not a new nurse, but new to corrections. Anyone who's spent any time in a jail will tell you that when those heavy doors slam shut, it's a very distinctive, definitive loud sound so to get into the infirmary you have to have a key or be buzzed in by central control so I'm sitting at my desk and I hear the metal door outside my office click like someone from central has unlocked it and it opens about halfway and then just slammed shut now in my office there's a huge glass window so that nursing staff can see any inmates that are about to enter So when the door slammed, I thought it was just one of the officers messing around and I jumped up and went to the window and no one was there. I called Central 
and the officer that answered sounded like I'd just woken him from a sound sleep, and I said, haha, very funny. He had no idea what I was talking about, and I knew this officer, and I was surprised that he'd go along with any type of prank, because, frankly, he was kind of a jerk with absolutely no sense of humour. So I just thought it was some mechanical glitch. I sat down, and everything just, like, changed. It felt colder, and I felt like I was being watched. I was just all around uncomfortable. I took my stethoscope from around my neck and put it on the desk, and left my office to go into the medical department. I stayed in medical for a few minutes, talking to the staff in there, and then went back to my office. When I walked in, I went to grab my stethoscope off the desk to check an inmate, and it wasn't in there. I looked on the desk, on the side, underneath. It just wasn't there. I should mention that when I left my office, I did lock the door as per protocol, and I'm the only one on shift with the key. And I think I'm going crazy, so I start looking everywhere, and I can't find it. Now in my office, there is a large closet that holds all supplies. This is also locked, with the key being on the set of keys that I carry. Anyway, later in that shift, I needed to go into the closet and get something. I really don't remember what, and sitting in the middle of the floor is my stethoscope. I picked it up, and the heavy metal door outside my office clicked again, opens halfway, and slams shut. I locked the closet, locked my office and went out for a smoke. I was so scared, I had responsibilities and patience to look after. So I go back in. And I swear, the whole atmosphere felt lighter. It was warmer and I just felt more comfortable. After my shift, the central officers rewound the tapes for me and I saw the doors just open and slam shut with not a single person near them or in the hallway. I wish I could say that was the last time that happened or that I got comfortable with it. I didn't, because each time it happened, it seemed that the door slammed harder and that uncomfortable feeling lasted longer and longer. And it felt almost like being stalked. Things that went missing were found in different parts of the jail. My pen case is in the woman's wing. My med sheets in the solitary central control room. My portable blood pressure cuff in the kitchen. And each and every time, something of mine would show up in some other part of the jail. The officers and I would look at the tapes and see no one. Remember I said I felt like I was being stalked? Well, that's because all these things happened to me, but no other nurse who worked nights. Not one other nurse who worked on my days off had any doors click or open or slam shut. Their stuff didn't disappear and then reappear somewhere else. It was just me. Every officer and every one of the medical staff who worked there well before I got there swore up and down that this type of incident never, ever occurred before. It got to the point for me that I started just not staying in the office. I got all of my stuff that I needed for my ship and sat at the officer's desk. I did that until I left there and got another job. I haven't had anything like that happen again. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That is creepy. I, too, would go up to the office's desk and work from there. I wouldn't be working on my own like that. Yeah, there's that prison I went to, in it? That haunted prison. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of it? Shepton Mallet. Oh, I, I so. remembered something. What? <laughs> I remembered the name of something. <laughs> yeah. Shepton Mallet. You loved it. You loved that night, didn't you? Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, we maybe have to do it again. Or I really want, want to do one at the ancient Ramin, especially having done an episode on there. I'll have to look into it when we've got a bit of money and we'll go and do some investigating. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed and let us know what you liked to hear. Also, if you want to support the show, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash the whispering woods. Other ways to support us are by sharing the podcast with other like-minded people. If there are any children out there you know would lo- who love spooky stories, especially this time of year, let them know about the podcast. That'd be fabulous. And don't forget, to subscribe so you never miss an episode and we will catch up with you again on Wednesday for patrons and Thursday for the extra episode. Take care everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 